Hey, what's up? It's Alex. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello and welcome to this episode of the 500,000th true crime show in the world where we explore the most jarring criminals of the 21st century and tell the stories of their misdeeds. We are the 500,000th true crime show of all time, but at the same time, nobody does it like us. Even though people say everyone does it like us, but that doesn't matter. Let's jump right into the story of a criminal who terrorized the public school system with his sneaky sociopathic ways. We turn to Ridgefield, Connecticut, to a small middle school where lunch is being served. A young Alex Mador sits with his friends, talking about band practice coming up that coming weekend. They hear an announcement over the loudspeakers that the school store is officially open for business, and the group decided to go see it for themselves. When they got there, they were greeted by precious items such as cotton balls with feet and googly eyes, a finger-sized skateboard, and countless types of mechanical pencils. The boys could not believe these goods were for sale at the store. One particular item caught Alex's eye. A 25 cent eraser, shaped like a cell phone and actually folded like an actual cell phone. Alex did not have a cell phone like his friends did, nor did he have any money. So he went back to the lunch table in disappointment at the extremely high price of a quarter of a dollar. That was a lot to ask of a 12-year-old boy with no job and parents who said, you don't need any of that junk at the school store. But they didn't realize. Alex was willing to do whatever it took to get that cell phone-shaped eraser. And he did. Thomas Curry was a classmate of Mador's in those times and recalls what he can about his former peer. Alex was always really quiet. I didn't know if he was just shy or had something to hide. Now looking back, obviously, he was hiding a lot. Alex waited patiently for the following Wednesday when the school store would be open once again during lunch. He stood in the line pretending to browse as though he was going to buy something even with his pockets being completely void of any sort of currency at all. His heart was pounding. He had finally reached the purple folding cell phone eraser and stood there, pretending to play with it to see what it was like. Now that he had finally touched it and felt it with his hands, he knew he had to have it. What he did next was unspeakable, something that no one ever thought anyone would do at the school store. Robbing the 6th grade class of 25 cents that would go towards a pizza party at the end of the year. Alex hid the eraser in the wrist of his sleeves on his long sleeve shirt 
and walked away, not looking back for even a second. He had done it. He had stolen the eraser and was happy for a moment. But that moment passed, and Alex craved more of the rush. He waited again for the following Wednesday and stole a finger skateboard and a puffball, getting away with bounty after bounty. To this day, the culprit lives at large, never being caught and tried for his crimes against the lunchroom. Alex Madel got away with it, but did not escape with his youth. He was no longer a boy. He had become a monster. Mador knew the system would be on to him. His mom didn't give him money, so how was he getting these items? He had to lay low for a year and reform, found God, and then immediately lost God after that. The school store closed down due to too many people stealing. There were now copycats of the notorious and mysterious stealer and the school shut down the entire program to prevent losing any more 25 cents worth of Chinese mass-produced party favors to these young outlaws. It wasn't until the 8th grade, exactly two years later, that Mador was tempted to get back into the game of thievery. His new English teacher had laid out a box full of little bags of Welch's assorted fruit snacks, Alex's favorite, but once again Alex did not have any money. The fruit snacks were 25 cents, that cursed price once again coming back to haunt him. He needed to have those fruit snacks, and he knew exactly what needed to be done. There was a jar full of dollar bills from the people who paid for the fruit snacks, and Alex would need to convincingly pretend to place money in that jar without the teacher being able to see that his hand was empty and void of any money. Alex had forgotten that the sales of these fruit snacks went towards a charity of the class's choice. Or maybe he just didn't care about that. And he placed an invisible dollar into the jar of money and took four bags of fruit snacks, each one worth 25 cents. His steals were beginning to get pricey. Alex went on doing this for months and months, not realizing that the money in the jar wasn't adding up based on the inventory that was missing. He was becoming careless. One day, months into his fruit snack heisting, he was called out by a fellow classmate who thought she saw him pretending to put a dollar into the jar. And when he was asked about why he put his hand so deep in the jar, which was so no one could see that he had no money, all he could think to reply with was, Uh, I like to put my hand deep in things? The teacher did not know how to properly respond to that, and Mador got away with robbery to the fruit snack degree right in front of everyone's faces. In the following weeks, the English teacher raised the price on the fruit snacks and made it so you had to give her the money personally in order to purchase them. Alex had been stopped by the system. But one day, on a trip to Costco with his family, Alex was able to convince his parents to purchase for him a massive box of packs of Welch's fruit snacks. He was delighted. He no longer had to steal from his English teacher's fruit snack stash. He had his own product. He was swimming fruit snacks. So he got the word out that he had bulk amounts of fruit snacks everyone loved. And he was selling them for half the price of the English teacher. And in that moment, Alex Mador went from career middle school criminal to a youthful entrepreneur who crushed his English teacher's small business with an iron fist 
Tune in next week for part two of our true crime story on the school store stealer, where Alex starts selling a variety of candies out of his locker for unbeatable prices and gets the attention of the Russian mob. See you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, the Short News Podcast with your host, Alex Nador. Hello everyone, happy holidays and welcome to this somewhat festive episode of the Short News Podcast. I hope everyone has uh, something somewhat decent and manageable planned and is uh, finding a way to still connect with family in these weird, difficult times. I have some, uh, I have some Zoom calls coming up tomorrow that I'm a little nervous about. Not about, not about my partner's family. They're nice. They're, they're nice to me. But mostly my family, they, they don't exactly get along well and aren't taking the virus very great. So. That's that's going to be a fun time, I think. I bought a bunch of White Claw and bought some meats to make because, like I said, I'm a meat guy now. I didn't get anything to marinate it in, so I'm not exactly sure how to do this properly and make it taste less plain. But, at the same time, I'm the dude at, the, at Spaghetti Day in the high school cafeteria who orders the pasta with butter and no sauce. Nothing, just plain spaghetti. I should get made fun of by the lunch ladies for that. They would also feel bad because I was so skinny. So they would give me uh, extra spaghetti and tell me to eat more. <laughs> and and I felt it would make me feel really shitty about myself. <laughs> but uh, one time on spaghetti day, a planned, like a plotted food fight broke out while I was in the lunch line. So I got out of line and all of a sudden I see a plate of pasta fly ac- across the room onto one of the seniors' tables. Then shit just starts flying everywhere. I guess one kid knew that this fight was going to break out because he already had a water bottle full of his piss and threw that into the crowd of upperclassmen. (laughs) Surprisingly, I didn't wind up a casualty of that battle. It was insane, though. I I just remembered that whole thing. (laughs) I, I think I still, like, I have dreams about that sometimes. And it's not even like it's that, that cool. Like, I'm sure that that's happened to so many people. At their, at their high schools, food fights. But my point is, my point is, I like plain foods, so plain ribs aren't going to be the worst thing ever, unless I cook them wrong. But, uh, well, I wish I had some Korean barbecue sauce or something else to go with it all. Maybe I'll use the A1 sauce again and make the meat lovers out there really pissed. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's literally all I have here. That's the only, only sauce for meat that I have. But um, finished up all my Christmas shopping. I won't say what I got people, but I, I did as good as I could on a pandemic-adjusted budget. I would have done better if the stimulus had gone through beforehand. But those, those damn politicians are incapable of making the right decisions at the right time for the American people, for their sake. People need money. People need help. This is not cool to keep them hanging since April. It just puts all America's flaws right on display. 
They finally came to the agreement, though, and those payments might be going out as soon as next week. Which, wow, guys, way to time it terribly. Now I can buy decent presents for people I care about after Christmas. That's so helpful. It's not like I've been buying cheaper foods and skipping meals to save money or anything, U.S. government. It's not like veganism got too expensive, but I've seen a lot of good memes about the $600 stimulus. I really look forward to the two weeks of groceries and one week of medication that will help me in buying. <laughs> Thanks, government. Can you guys at least legalize weed? Please? I don't, I don't want to have to be breaking your laws by doing the one thing that makes my symptoms subside. I remember telling the cops, I'm not going to stop doing this. So, like, this accomplishes nothing. I, I need this to feel better, and it's the one thing that does it. Which isn't exactly what you should say when you're being busted for possession. And the funny thing is, the detective understood. Because <laughs> they had been to my house two weeks prior for a domestic violence inc incident, or a domestic dispute. They realized I was in a fucked up home situation and needed this to feel safe. So the guy actually apologized for having to do this to me but his superior was right there with him, so he said he had to be by the book. So yeah, the dude threw the book at me, even though he understood that I was self-medicating because I wasn't mentally stable. So I'm just waiting for them to legalize weed so I can take them to court and get that misdemeanor expunged from my record. That's something I'm really looking forward to happening. I could probably do it now since I have my medical card, which is proof that I needed cannabis for my mental health this whole time. I remember this one time, this one time at the skate park when I was in the 7th or 8th grade, this fucking high school douchebag named Dylan was showing off his tiny little dime baggie of weed, and me and my friends had never seen weed before, and they were all like, whoa, well, can I smell it? And I was the only one who was like, that stuff isn't good, I don't want to be around it. And they all made fun of me for being like that, called me a pussy and all kinds of words, and while I was skating, this kid, this fucking kid, Dylan, planted the weed in my backpack, and I, and I had that in there for months before I realized it was in there, and I freaked out so bad when I found it. I was like, mom, 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 I need to, I need to tell you something. Mom, there's, there's weed in my skate backpack that someone else put in there, and it's not mine, and I don't really know what to do, so I'm just telling you, and she's like, just fucking throw it out. What are you coming to me about, like, about for? When in reality, if she had found the weed herself, she would have fucking assumed it was mine and unleashed her wrath. So I don't know, she, she's back and forth, but weed scared the shit out of me. Drugs in general scared the shit out of me for the longest time. Probably because my mentally ill brain knew that they were exactly what I needed and my addictive personality would cause me to overdo it. So finding that shit in my backpack was giving me flashbacks to the D.A.R.E. program and the contract they made us all sign as dumb little kids who didn't know what contracts were, promising not to do drugs. They sold me on the whole fear-mongering thing. They really did. So, in conclusion, legalize weed, please, American government people. You make a shit ton of tax money, and the war on drugs, that's a guarantee. To the, to the Republicans who oppose it, how about try it first? You're judging something that you don't actually understand other than through stereotypes with racist origins. It's time you actually do something to understand what the American people are going through and what they experience. It's not crack. It's medicine. It's been around forever.
you could put a huge dent in alcoholism right now. So many people. So many people. But you're not because you're judging something that you know nothing about. We should try to, uh, we should try to petition for Mitch McConnell to be forced to try an edible and sit in a massage chair while watching an aquarium, then make his decision based on that experience. Because that, like, how, how do you not like that? That would be, that would feel so good to me right now. Edibles in a massage chair. That's the goal in life. So anyways, I was, um, I was listening to different podcasts this week because I have nothing else to do. and. Thought I would take a look down the conspiracy hole again because I just can't help myself, so I did. And it was honestly annoying and somewhat disgusting. One of the guys was like, I'll take the precautions that I deem necessary for me to take. Why do we have to look out for everybody? Okay, so, so you, don't, you don't want people who are at risk to survive this? You don't care about them? Or is it just that your wants outweigh their needs and that inconvenience that the precautions cause is more urgent than the health and safety of the masses? Because you said so, and you want it, but fuck everyone else, right? Did you know this, uh, this virus used up the majority of our country and world's scientific efforts? There's documentation of the research that's been, that's been done. Plenty, plenty of thorough papers that I actually might have access to with my school database accounts. The virus is real. I now know people who have gotten it and almost died. That's fucking scary for all of us. You people not believing in this are the, are the, like, believing, not believing it's real, are the ones putting us all in danger because you think you're so much fucking smarter than everyone else, yet everyone else are the ones with the science degrees and you, the conspiracy podcaster, didn't even go to college, so it's ridiculous for you to think you're any more woke than other people who are actually educated on how the world works, how science works, you know, things you don't believe in because your basic mind thinks science is only for nerds. Which, what the fuck does that even mean? You mean understanding how everything works so you can apply it in your lives or career or whatever is for losers? Is that what you're trying to say? These conspiracy podcasters literally complain about how the, uh, the nerds are going to control what we do using the word nerds, and it just seems like a bunch of jocks who wanted to be cops in high school but got DUIs immediately after graduating with a 2.0, dropped out of college, and now hate all the educated people around them for their many successes. The nerds are pushing their agenda. You mean the people who did the research are sharing their research and evidence with us? What do nerds have to gain from millions of people dying from a virus? They don't. They're trying to stop it from killing people. Listen, if you eat shit like McDonald's and Flaming Hot Cheetos like me, you really shouldn't bitch about the ingredients of a vaccine. You aren't educated on this shit. And I'm not saying I am either, but I trust the nerds because they have the qualifications. They have the brains. They have the motivation to make a difference while the uneducated conspiracy podcasters make baseless claims and accusations which obstruct the path to progress simply because they don't want the smart people to be right. They're bitter and jealous that they don't have the capacity or empathy to understand the gravity of the situation. Being in a relationship with a conspiracy podcaster must be a nightmare. Every time you go out to get groceries or go to work, they're questioning if you're reporting back to your spy agency from your secret home country to infiltrate the American household and poison their tea 
not everything is a conspiracy. Yes, there's a lot of those, and definitely some that we don't even know about, but denying that this virus is real, and saying that we shouldn't show empathy and should ignore the set restrictions is not only ignorant, but reckless and dangerous. These are the people that the Karens listen to when they go into Trader Joe's and make a scene refusing to cover their face. I guarantee you those Karens are a major contributing factor to the continued spread of this virus, and their fucked up beliefs are being reinforced by unqualified idiots who, who pretend to be experts in things they don't even understand, taking their information from anonymous message boards and religious quacks, getting anyone who thirsts for a little podcast clout on their show to talk about it. It's doing a disservice to society when these people do what they do, spreading misinformation in the middle of a major global crisis where people need to be taking the proper precautions. They're leading their followers into death, and those followers are putting it, like, pulling in with them anyone that they come into contact with. And dude, I love conspiracies, but not when they're baseless, factless, and frankly a danger to everyone. The government definitely does some fucked up shit, and we talk about that sometimes here, and of course, there are going to be people in power that somehow try to capitalize off of this crisis that we're currently in. But what these conspiracy podcasters are doing is capitalizing off of everyone's fear and paranoia that they already have about the situation and then manipulating those negative emotions to mobilize towards endangering progress, something which they themselves are in fear of due to archaic and many times offensive beliefs. I will say, I will say, one of the conspiracy podcasters that I really do enjoy, and think has a lot of good points, is this dude named Isaac Wyshop. I believe his show is called uh, Conspiracy Theories in Pop Culture. He doesn't take it too far one way or the other, and actually calls out a lot of people on both sides, which I really enjoy, because, because the truth is, there are terrible, terrible people on both sides of this whole thing we've got going on here. This America. And people need to know about it. There's another one called Conspiracy Theories, and it's by this network called uh, Parcast. They say it's a Spotify exclusive, but it's on it's on everywhere else. It's on Apple Podcasts, too. <laughs> so check that one out as well if you're looking for some stuff that doesn't, you know, that, that is conspiracy but doesn't make you feel like you're wearing a tinfoil hat, you know? Okay, enough of that. Let's... Talk about some holiday-related things, specifically New Year's resolutions. My main resolution is to quit jeweling. I don't know how to quit jeweling, but I need to do it for my health. It's something that I've been trying to quit for such a long time, and dude, nicotine is so addictive. Quitting Xanax was much easier than this. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what I try. The withdrawal is a lot to go through, and I, I keep finding excuses to keep vaping, and it just isn't good. Like, um, like today, I ordered jewel pods from Grubhub at, like, 6 a.m. That's the most progressive sentence. Yo, I ordered jewel pods from Grubhub this morning. <laughs> Yo, I Grubhub some jewel pods, some t- time travel- traveler from 1920s. It's gonna come and be like, what the fuck? <clears throat> what? But so I ordered that thinking they would be here around 7 or 8, because I ordered it at 6 a.m. Shit didn't come until, like, 10.45. I was jonesing that whole time for a hit i just been sitting here writing this podcast and waiting so if any of this sounds angry that i've written 
It's partially because of the jewel pots not being here and the argument I had with family members last night where a specific insult really pissed me off. But anyways, I have to quit jeweling. It just, it needs to just happen because I keep waking up and realizing that I'm vaping in my sleep, which is like, holy shit, dude, that, that needs to end. There's medication that apparently helps with that, so there's a way to make it all happen. Another, uh, another New Year's resolution that I have going is to stop being angry all the time. Just stop being angry. I get pissed too much. You guys have noticed. I, I've definitely noticed it. Everyone has. I get angry way too easily. I don't know if it's just everything going on in the world or something with me or my upbringing or all of the above, but something needs to change and I'm not sure how to do it. They're like... <clears throat> Anger management apps that are supposed to be really helpful. I get into a lot of arguments with family members over the phone and afterwards I feel like punching a wall because of the ridiculous shit that gets thrown around in the conversations. The anger really started showing itself after I moved to New York and dealt with enough shitty people and now I just don't have patience for that kind of stuff anymore. But that makes it hard to deal with life because it's full of shitty people and people who think I'm shitty as well. This ties into my overall mental wellness, which has been a work in progress now for the past three years, kind of just uh, rebuilding everything to get to a functioning level, going to therapy, taking my meds, eating right, sleeping, not isolating myself too much from society, those types of things I'm working on. I have family members who think you just go to therapy once or twice, and you're supposed to suddenly be better. That's not how therapy works, and I've tried to explain that to them so many times. You have to keep going back, otherwise there's no point to even doing it. Therapy is really important, and not enough people have access to it, or think they need to access it. I wish I had like a referral code or something to give people. Get everyone the help they need, but unfortunately that's not in the books for this show, at least not yet. New York City was supposed to have a mental wellness program that would take care of the people of the city, giving them access to the help they need, but, you know, de Blasio's wife was left in charge of it, and it had a, had a billion-dollar budget to do so, and won't specify where the funding went, when there's nothing to show for all the money that was spent. No one's seen any help from the city regarding mental health. It's ridiculous. You get promised something back in 2015, and now it's 2020, and there, there aren't even any ideas of how it's going to work. De Blasio's term is almost over, and no one's gotten the help that they need from him. So we need better mental health care in this country, for everyone. Do you know how many of the world's problems would be solved that way? How many crises that would be avoided? Those things can seriously be mended and prevented if people just take a moment to think about what's truly important, which more than anything is about being and feeling okay and stable. So, mental health, that's the other resolution. Okay, one more. I'm thinking I should cut back on my drinking. Ever since this pandemic started, I've been drinking a lot more, and I know everyone says that, but it definitely sh it does concern me. Like, when all this pandemic shit is over, what's going to be my excuse then? There really isn't going to be an excuse at that point, so I need to cut back on that, and I won't feel so hungover all the time and tired and shitty. These are, all, <clears throat> these are all pretty important things that I think are going to be difficult but not impossible. And I hope you guys are motivated to quit whatever vices you have along with me here. Because 2020 has been such a shitty year, 
Let's try and make 2021 a year of recovery in every way. I'm so done with this year, it's been too much. I can't fucking stand it anymore. All the political drama, the hate, the gaslighting, racism and aggression, the fake news and the melting Giuliani, I can't say I'll miss any of it. I don't know if this is the last episode before New Year's, but it might be. I might also want to try out my new podcasting equipment, which I am trying out right now, but I might want to use it some more. Maybe I'll do a New Year's special, but we'll, we'll see. But I want to give a big fuck you to the year 2020 before it's come and gone, because it's definitely given a big fuck you to us. The only good thing about this year was realizing how much I enjoy podcasting to you guys. This has been a great thing, keeping me in check, giving me a voice, allowing me to do something that two years ago I wouldn't do, which is speak up for myself. I can do that now. It feels good and it feels right. So I'm going to continue doing that, and hopefully this thing progresses and grows along with me in the coming year. What is New Year's even going to look like this year? There aren't going to be crowds in Times Square for the first time in, like, ever. So that means no need to stock up on diapers and stand out in the cold to watch a ball drop if you can even call slowly descending dropping. Every year the artists that they are able to get are worse and worse. With the exception of BTS, that that was pretty cool to have them there. That was pretty much all I cared about when they sang Make It Right or whatever that song is called. I was so happy about it. I had such hope for 2020 that night. I was looking forward to my final semester at community college, seeing my friends more often, looking for some sort of internship, enjoying the time with my pets, but none of those things got to happen. My guinea pig Ricky died the day the lockdowns were put into motion, which destroyed me for a while since he was the first pet I ever had. But I was able to graduate in 2020, which was good, but my ceremony was on YouTube Live as a slideshow. That was a little bit depressing, and I still missed my guinea pig a lot, but we adopted a new one, too, so that was cool. Um, and after a month of not really having anything to do, I decided that it was a better time than ever to start and finish the studio album I've been trying to create and publish since 2014, and six years of work and creativity finally came to fruition in July with the release of the album I Made This During a Pandemic. And then the single Aruba, weeks later. We got over 100,000 plays just on Spotify this year, which may not seem like a lot when compared to big names with big numbers, but, but for me, that feels like accomplishing something. I gained a, a good amount of Twitter followers, developed a base of listeners for the show and my music, and made some new friends along the way. Then this fall, the election was ramping up and people were getting really restless and crazy and we discovered the Karen compilation somewhere in that time and we still do that every episode because apparently there's an endless stream of new videos of them freaking out in Walgreens or wherever that may be but this has been a crazy year and then the election finished Trump lost Biden won now we've got all the voter fraud stuff we're trying to ignore politics for the most part though It definitely feels like the show is more of our thing now and not run by Trump's news cycle. And I think that that right there, that is the progress that we needed most. Because you can you can give that that guy all your time. You could you could you could talk about him forever. 
complain and just say all the bad shit he's done and give him that attention. Or you could just not. You could just be another person that isn't giving him what he wants. If you don't like somebody, why give them what they want? So we like mention him sometimes, but we don't really, we don't really go much further than that. Which I think is a good way of going about it now. Like we, there's nothing else to say. But when, uh, come January 20th, get ready for, for us to make fun of the new guy. No president, no president is safe from the short news, okay? Okay, that's the thing. No president is safe from the short news. Not a single one. Okay? Okay? Great. Great. Huge. Huge. I gotta work on my Joe Biden impression. Whatever that may be. Listen. Listen, I... <laughs> I'm here from the great state of Delaware. <laughs> and I... <laughs> and I don't know where I am. <laughs> you crazy for this one, Joe. <laughs> oh, man. That was our year. That was our year. And in a couple of days it's going to be Christmas and then and then what? Then New Year's and then 2021. We'll see what that has in store for us. We got to close it off here with some uh we're not ending, don't worry, we're not ending. We're going to we're going to the Karens. All right. We're doing that. See the New Year's Christmas edition. Of public freakouts. Alright, here we are. Here we are. Got a lady wearing a LA hat. LA Dodgers. Are they a good team still? They're pretty good, right? I don't think that's skankware. No, that's not. My my long pants. <laughs> wow, that was interesting. Yeah, people are fucked. Respectful. Yeah, shut I'm up. I'm being respectful for you. I'm, if I get it, I'm okay. If you get it, you might die. So it's not. It's not about me. Same thing next time tomorrow. Okay. Come back. Can you leave, you can leave my house, man. Please. Ma'am, I'm asking you to please leave my house, man. Please. Oh God! Look at her fake lips. They look like all like puffed up by a bicycle pump. Why? Why is that attractive? Nobody, nobody wants that. That's disgusting. It looks fake. 
It looks like you got bit by two fucking murder hornets on your lips. It looks like you got an allergic reaction. It's not good. You look like Miss Piggy's, like, weird aunt. I can have the right- Ma'am, I do not feel safe, and I'm asking you to please leave my house- Why is she holding a drill and standing at his door? Okay, it's current- Ma'am, at this current moment of the Louisiana law, oh, you think I'm playing, huh? Under Louisiana law, ma'am, ask me to please leave my house. I'm not playing. That's a Western warning. That is the first warning. The second warning, right ma'am, I'm finna go into my home and I'm finna shut my door. I have a right of entry. I'm finna go into my home and I'm finna shut my door. Right I'm on, live. I'm finna go in my home. Why does she have right of entry? I don't, I don't think she does. Is she a cop? She doesn't look like a cop. Looks like a really cheap cop if she is one. I'm gonna shut my door. Right of entry. On guard. If I shut my door and I think someone is attempting to break into my home with a drill, I'm right here. I will ever. Hey, I'm right here. Hey, you, you see, see him, huh? I'm you see him, huh? Now I'm gonna shut my door, y'all. Y'all see this, right? Y'all see this? I'm gonna shut the door. Now when I come, when I come back out the door, now when I come back out the door. Why is she? What is she doing? Well, listen, I'm gonna shut my door when I come back out the door. Now y'all see this? this right Mr. Police Officer, this is for you for when you pull Please, up because she's gonna call you in five seconds when I grab this big bitch. She's gonna grab you. But listen. But listen, I'm finna go, no, no, this big bitch, not you, not you at all, I can grab nothing for you, you don't want to leave my house in a second before I grab what I grab, get the hell off my door, leave. Before I grab what I grab, grab it, grab it, grab it, sorry, we don't promote violence here, but if somebody's doing, if a Karen's being a Karen, then yes, they deserve to be shot, I'm sorry. Leave, because I do not feel safe, you finna leave, you gotta leave, you're not finna take my door off, you cannot no, do it. What? Man, you cannot do that, get from out of my house? Ma'am, ma'am, you gotta leave. You cannot take nobody's door off their phone. That is illegal. Is you crazy? Is you crazy? Yes. Yeah, you need one. You really need one. You need to. Oh, racist, racist Karens. <clears throat> I started filming right after he threatened to drop her. Uh oh. <clears throat> it's a Barnes and Noble fight. We got a fight at the local Barnes and Noble at the local interest section of the bookstore um who threatens to drop someone at barnes and noble wow you're so cool dude go fucking grow your hair back you loser i have a fucking right to be here you know yes i do she i think she's an employee telling him to put on a mask i think that's that's what this is before um before we go into it. All over the place. That is not a law. That is not a law. Step away. Back the fuck up from me. Why are you so close? You can't break illegal removal. Why are you so close? Leave the store now. What? What are you going to do? What? What are you going to do? This is all for you people. Out. This is all for you people. I'm standing up for you here at the Barnes and Nobles. I'm, 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 I'm noble. I'm I'm noble at the Barnes and Noble. You you don't need to wear no masks. There ain't no law. Ain't no law. It's just a mandate. What? You do no longer belong here. What? You do not belong in this room. What? Step away from me. Step away from me. It's a regulation. This is a public establishment. I am a customer. You're privately owned. Really? So, so, okay. Suck a fucking dick. Suck a fucking dick. Suck a fucking dick. 
You know you're a, you know you're just a terrible person if you're getting kicked out of a bookstore. It's a bookstore, dude. Chill the fuck out. Suck a fucking dick, huh? Time we're in here. Nine one one has time for that. No, so please, I just want to sit here and wait with you while your son reads. Okay, we are nine one one. We are first responders. I think it's time for you to wrap up and leave for today. I think coming back another day may be your best option. Because today is not good. Why? Because you've clearly caused a disturbance and there's an issue. No, they just called because I wouldn't put a mask on. I wasn't causing any disturbance. That's the disturbance. That's the disturbance right there. You're talking to a police officer who securely has a mask on her face. And what, you're going to tell her that she's doing something wrong? I don't think so, man. I don't think so. I wasn't raising my voice. I wasn't yelling at anybody. Okay, that's fine. I wasn't. Okay. Today. I'm not trying to. Okay, get your books. You can check out your books and you can leave. Okay. I'm not breaking any laws. You're about to be if you do not leave. What law would I be breaking? Because you're causing a disturbance. I'm not. In a public place. I'm not causing a disturbance. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and argue with you. What is your name? I'll give you my name. I'll give you a card. You need to get your son and check out your books and you can come back another day. She should, um, she should just, like, do a beat down right in front of this lady's son. Just beat her down. Treat her like any other criminal officer. Come on. This is not a good example. Listen, how, how is this going to be documented? Because I was not causing a disturbance. There's going to be a report done. Ma'am, there's going to be a report, and you can get a report number, and you can take it to your attorney. But I was not causing Please get your stuff. Please get your stuff before you get trespassed. It's the country that we live in now. This is straight-up discrimination. Discrimination against a wealthy white woman? I'm sorry, what? I, I, when was the, I, I, I'm pretty sure discrimination doesn't mean get whatever you want. <laughs> that, that, like, I'm being discriminated against doesn't mean I'm getting whatever I want. Or, I'm not getting whatever I want. I don't know. I, you know what? I can't, I'm fucking angry here. It's been a long day. You get what I'm saying. That's not discrimination. If you're, a wealthy white lady, Karen, who gets whatever they want. Just because you have to leave the library because you weren't following the rules? I'm so sorry. Wow. So tragic. So very tragic. You hear that? That's me playing the world's smallest violin. Oh, you can't hear it because it's too small. Come on, Sammy. That kid is gonna grow up to be so maladjusted. It's a man mandates are not laws, just so you know. And I guess you don't know that. Yeah. 
just in case. Oh, she's. Uh, another skateboard lady. Trying to block him. Trying to block him. Wait a minute. Those NFL jukes. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Wait, I know this lady. She's done this before. I think she's she's done this before. Oh, 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 oh. I want your business card? Yes, of course. No, you won't get my your... business card. I'll give my ID. Cinecost no, 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 you are required to give me your ID. And so I'll give you, you a direction to provide down. your name and you address. You can write it down on a piece of paper for me. Yeah. I need his as well. Look, at this I stage, have not committed a crime. What, you have? What crime have you, I committed? You have breached the COVID restriction. It's and a restriction. It's not a law. We want you to give your name and address. I don't, I'm not lawfully required to. Yes. Judge K, back in yes. 2011, uh, actually yep. passed okay. a finding in the Supreme Court Can you put your hands behind no, your back there? Can you put your hands behind your back? One second. I have to put you under arrest. If you arrest me, I will have you charged. If you arrest me while she's getting her hands put behind her back, she's still talking. I will have you charged. I think, bitch, I think you're being charged right now. I, I don't think you're understanding the current predicament that you are in. It's false arrest. That's okay. And what's more, it's armed arrest because you have arrest. Have a weapon, and I don't. Do you have weapons? I feel threatened. And if you Hands imprison me, I will back. have you That's personally charged. Okay. Uh, you need. Oh. Do you see the twenty? Yeah. Do you see those other dumbbells? Honey. Okay. Cool. Are you serious? There's an entire gym. Like, use the entire gym. Yeah, no, but okay. Nobody here is using the 27. Okay, and nobody here was in this area until you walked wow. in. Wow. Wow is right. You know, I can go complain. Go right complain. Now. Okay. Go for it. Because I'm using one dumbbell. And he's going to come and tell you to use it for me. <laughs> oh, Asking what's up. Just leave me the fuck alone. Fuck off. Mind your own fucking Y'all are holding the door open and I found it. This lady said she was hot in a sauna, so she held the door open. Well, you just get out of the sauna. Why? Why? Why do you have to? Why do you have to ruin it for everyone? These people have no empathy at all. There's no reason to act like that. No. There's no reason to act like that. And who the fuck are you to be telling me what the fuck to do? Okay. Okay, you think I'm gonna come see you? Who are you? You're in a sauna. I just asked, can you close it? You're gonna tell everybody what the fuck to do? No. Nobody's asking, nobody's telling anybody what to do. So wrong. So what do I do with my son? Leave him here? So I'm gonna have to leave him here? Yes or no? I'm not telling you what you can do. So what do I have to do if I cannot wear a mask? What do I do with my child? I can, again, with the I cannot wear a mask. Yes, you can. You just put on your face. I don't think it affects anybody. I think that's just bullshit. That's a lie. Putting a thin piece of cloth in front of your face. Something you do on Halloween. People don't fucking suffocate because of it. When you dress up like Spider-Man and go door to door, that's not killing anybody. It's very similar to that. So, 
Shut the fuck up. I don't want to see you dressed up as anything in ho on Halloween, then. she in a doctor's office and and trying to tell them what works and what doesn't when it comes to preventing the spread of a virus is is that what i'm hearing i think that's what i'm hearing she crashed into a truck and she just tried to flee the scene and crashed into my wife and kid don't treat it like no, 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 treat it, don't treat it comfortably. Treat it like you do anybody now. Treat it like you do anybody. <laughs> she tried to flee the scene, this Karen and her fucking Mercedes. Treat it like you'll treat anybody. There we go. There we go. Just treat it like you'll treat anybody. That's all I ask. Hell yeah. That's all Hell I yeah. ask. Calm down, babe. That's all I ask. I don't know what you under the influence of. Crazy, no, Don't hate. Don't hate. Yeah, Rousey, Rousey. Hey, what's your shit? Yeah. Body slam. Rousey some more. Rousey some more. Rousey some more. Wrap up some more. And we need paramedics. My kids are hurt, sir. My little girl can't even feel her shoulder over here. Got him. Got him. No more fucking letting these stupid bitches get away with this shit. No more. That right there, what we just experienced, that Karen getting tackled out of her car, thrown to the ground, that's what, that's what we got, we gotta see, you know? We gotta see more of. Mask, not wearing a mask. Ow. You're not wearing a mask. Ow. Look, hey, hey, ow. She put him on ow. you're putting your hands ow. on me. They're not, they tell they uh, I'm African-American. They telling me, get out the store and I don't have a mask. And it was just a whole Caucasian man that was sitting here it for 20 minutes. To do with so that. why didn't you put him out? I just walked in. Ask her though, ask her. It doesn't matter, it's her okay. ship. Well, this video will go viral, I am. This is the BP right here on Portsmouth Boulevard. Portsmouth Boulevard and Amherst, y'all. This is the BP right here. The one that's being rude. The one that is putting African-American people out. Because we were, we, going we, were, we were going in there to buy a mask. And it was three whole Caucasian men and men and women in there without a mask that was standing in there talking for 20 minutes and didn't get put out. Yes, this is the BP. The lady's right there. Yup. First. Yes. Grandma, people, you have permission from people to live on your family. Yes. This is my family's house. Don't give me. Oh, this old fart. Yeah. Grandma, we're leaving a bit. I love your Wait hair, a by minute. Minute. 
they said I live here and she said don't give me that because apparently they can't they can't afford this or something what they they don't there's no way that they live here why why ma'am why why would you say that really what 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 is it that that makes you think that specifically please enlighten us on on that you live here Hey bro, then you wouldn't be. Yeah. What are you smoking? We got the shot. God damn it. Mirrors. What are you smoking? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Karen. Hey, Karen. 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 Relax. Karen, relax. We got it. What are you about? She just needs to drop dead. I'm sorry. Like that, that. That old fart, like, that that's one of those people that just needs to be cycled out of existence, you know? You're, you've, you've gone on too long, ma'am. You've gone on way too long. It's time to, it's time to go to sleep, okay? What's this one? Is this gonna be, ma'am, you have to put on a mask? Is that, is that what he's saying? Yeah, she doesn't have a mask on. Here we go. Oh, she's on the phone calling the police saying, I have a gentleman who's stalking me inside the store because she's she's with her kid. They don't have masks on. And that that's dangerous. Yeah, no problem. I'm sorry. Thank you. Hi there, I'm in Petco. Yeah, you're ruining Petco for everyone, bitch. There's another gentleman recording me without my permission, and the reason that I'm here alone with my daughter is because my husband left me because I'm such a flaming cunt. Recording my name. It's, it's, he's recording my name and everything. Thank you, sir. Yeah, no problem. I mean, that's why we have big giant signs posted up the front door. You know, she's yes. endangering my life right now, so. You're nice. You need to back up. I have a heart condition. I think he's white. Yeah, I kept my sex with this thing. Hmm? As you can see, I kept my sex with this thing. You know, I don't want to get, you know, too far. Don't let her buy that. Don't let her, don't let her check out. Are they going to let her check out? Are you, are you guys actually going to sell to her? No. Oh, thank God. Did you hear that? Are you guys actually going to sell to her? No. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, because she didn't inform me that she had a medical condition. She just refused to wear a mask. Right. You know, if she had informed, you know, medical condition. 
Um, it would have been a completely different situation, but unfortunately, you know, we do that as part of our safety protocol, um, is that, you know, all of our guests are required to wear a mask, so it's for the safety of everybody. Do you have a lot of issues like this? No, typically we don't have a lot of issues. Normally everybody's very courteous and, and you know, want to um, protect everybody else, you know, so. It's very rare. I'd probably say I think since the whole ordeal, I've maybe had three. Really? That's it? So, okay. So when they show up, they really show up. That's what it is. Damn, that's like... Unfortunate that it comes down to this. People just will not follow the mandates that need to be followed just because it's not a law doesn't mean you shouldn't follow it what whatever happened to like taking care of each other are we not supposed to do that that was one of the one of the conspiracy podcasts i was listening to yesterday was like why do we why do we need to take care of each other why do we need to look out for other people and i'm like what what are you saying that we shouldn't have empathy that's ridiculous. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Of course we need empathy, idiot. Like, what? We're just supposed to just care about ourselves, let everyone die, and not, like... Not fucking just do anything? <sighs> it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Okay, I have um I have an appointment in a minute, but let's finish this up with an am I the asshole on Reddit here. <sighs> am I the asshole for not eating anything um anything my roommate cooks since she fed me pork? I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish and my parents kept kosher, which means that I never ate pork among other things growing up. I was given the option by my parents in my teenage years when I started learning to cook, but at that point I just didn't want to. I do eat some non-kosher foods, mainly dairy or on meat. I mostly uh, avoid non-kosher meats aside from shellfish on rare occasion, but pork has always been one that I've avoided. My friend group all know that I'm Jewish and don't eat pork. We've had a couple conversations where I've had to explain what kosher is and the exceptions I have to keeping it kosher, but they all know I don't eat pork. These friends include my roommates, Kay and Bo. On moving in, we all agreed to split the cost of food, share meals, and take turns cooking. No issue so far. Then about two months ago, Kay decided to make her own burgers. As she was cooking, I saw an empty packet of pork mints and asked if she'd used that in the burgers. She said she had, and I reminded her that I don't eat pork, and she said sorry, she forgot, and I ended up grilling myself some chicken. It wasn't a huge deal, and it wasn't discussed again. Then a few weeks ago, Kay made spaghetti and meatballs. B or Bo asked Kay what what she'd used in case said the meatballs were beef and pork. I immediately put my fork down, and B said K in a reproachful way while gesturing to me. K then remembered and apologized, and I told her it was alright but stopped eating, and we moved on. Later that night, I felt really ill. I didn't want to make a big deal of it, but I went to our hangover supplies and took a ginger shot and some peppermint tea, and when K asked me why I was having them, I told her I was nauseous. She called me a drama queen been around three weeks since that, which means Kay has made nine me meals since then. I've not eaten anything she's made. I've been giving excuses, saying I'm not hungry or I already ate. But Kay noticed that I've been cooking and eating bees meals. 
It's just her meals I'm avoiding. I feel that if it was one little thing, like the burger incident, then I could easily move past it. But the burger incident combined with the meatball incident and Kay calling me a drama queen afterwards when I said I felt ill all makes me feel like I shouldn't trust her with my meals. I have no issue eating Bee's food as she's careful with it, and I have no problem cooking. I'd just rather sort myself out on Kay's nights. Kay confronted me about it, and I admitted I was cautious about eating her food now. She responded that it was just one incident, and I'm being dramatic, and I responded it was two incidents, if you count the burgers, which Kay doesn't count because I realized before eating them. She feels I'm being dramatic, especially considering I've openly admitted I'm, I'm not eating 100% kosher, and seems to think this is my passive-aggressive way of pu- punishing her for making me eat pork previously. I've said that it, I'm not, it's not that I'm punishing her, I'm just a little more cautious. What she says is the same thing. She said I'm being a bit of a cunt in general over this, and she'd like an apology. B has sided with her, saying that not eating anything she's made for three weeks is a major overreaction to one little mistake. She's also pointed out I don't actually keep kosher, so this shouldn't be a big deal. But you don't eat pork, so no, you're not the asshole. If you don't eat pork, and they know that, why are they giving you pork and then gaslighting you for the fact that you don't want to eat their meals anymore? You're not the asshole. They are. They're the asshole. Find new roommates, okay? That's what you gotta do. Fuck them. You're in the right. You're in the right, okay? Do not worry about that. Alright, I gotta go to therapy, but thank you very much uh, for listening. If I don't see you uh, until after New Year's, happy holidays, happy New Year's. I'll see you guys soon. Have a nice day. I love you and peace. It's really that time of year, and your team might finally do it. Or if you're a Rams fan, you might just want to book the trip now. This year, Super Bowl 56 is in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, February 13th. You can scour resellers to buy an overpriced ticket closer to the day, or you can lock in the Super Bowl experience of a lifetime now with our friends at On Location. True 50-yard line seats, only available with On Location. An invite to celebrate on the field with the champs. On location, yes, you want to craft a perfect confetti angel like I did? Go to the game with On Location. And it's not just about gameplay. From dinner with NFL legend Marcus Allen to pregame parties featuring acoustic sets for Wyclef, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is offering the most exclusive ticket packages available. Want to know how? Visit onlocationexp.com forward slash SP56 Or search Super Bowl on location. That's right. Search Super Bowl on location. Make the trip of a lifetime. It's your shot. Take it.